Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. So delighted to have you join me tonight. So delighted to be here tonight. Definitely want to go ahead and give you guys an opportunity to join the show at any point. Feel free to call 516-418-5572. Again, it's 516-418-5572. We're going to have an outstanding show for you guys tonight. Thank you again for joining us. But before we get the show started, let's go ahead and thank our ace in the hole, number one sponsor, that is Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. So definitely feel free to visit Chef G right here in Tampa, 301 South 22nd Street, Tampa, Florida. And if you can't come down to Tampa, that's all right. You still got a great opportunity. Feel free to pick up any one of the four great flavors right at flbbqsauce.com. And it's flbbqsauce.com. Get that sauce for the Super Bowl. You place your order, you will get it before the Super Bowl. No worries, no hassles. You will definitely have one of the best Super Bowl parties you can think of. It'll be almost real close, but almost as great as what we're going to have here because Chef G's will be in the house for a Super Bowl. So definitely, Chef G. Florida barbecue sauce, you cannot go wrong with it for the Super Bowl. So make sure you check that out. We're going to play, in fact, all of the music here tonight is done by none other than Maine, Sam Scola, right out of Maine. Him and Mary, want to thank them so much, his beautiful wife, Mary. They are the ones who definitely supplied all of the great songs. So we're going to play the Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce song for you tonight. That first song to open the show was by Sam Scola. Again, if you need, if you need that number one song, that songwriter 
feel free to reach out to me right here at the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. I will connect you with Sam Scola, and you guys can make it happen. The sky's the limit. So definitely going to play a great song. This is the Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce song, sang by none other than Sam Scola. Counting for variety, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. A natural flavor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. Florida gold honey mustard on burgers and ribs. Tasty fusion on pork and sausage. A classic taste for chicken steak chips. A hot heat wave on meatballs and it's a cookout treat. Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. Serve on fish and vegetables. Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. 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 So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. So don't forget to pick up any one of the great four flavors, bbqsauce.com. Again, it's flbbqsauce.com. Definitely check it out. Don't forget that sauce. So, folks, you know, it has been a fantastic day already, and it's going to be a great night because you join us here in the Allen Alpha Sports Talk Show. Let me go ahead and first give some breaking news. Yeah, so for those who did not see the announcement online, I did an interview today on UFL Fan Den with Kurt Swieger, and it was awesome. Through the interview, Kurt had, you know, give me the invitation, you know, shocked me and surprised me to be the co-host on his show of UFL Fan Den. So I graciously accepted. So guess what? The Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show will still be here, folks. We're not going anywhere. We are just expanding. So you will be able to catch me here, right here, every Friday, 9.30 p.m. EST time, 8.30 p.m. CST time. So I'm not, nothing has changed on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. But the great thing is for all of your football fans, UFL fans, XFL, USFL, you will be able to catch me on UFL Fan Den in live and in action. We did a show 11 o'clock EST time. For all intents and purposes, that time will stay on Friday. So you actually on Friday will get a chance to see me. If I don't do a live telecast like I'm doing now on YouTube and live streaming, you will actually be able to catch me two times on Friday, one during the day for UFL and later at night with UFL, but also outside sports. Like I normally do, you know, if anything is going on, you will get more of a broader scope. 
the UFL will be more specific about UFL news, you know, XFL, USFL. So it is awesome. It is really a blessing. Anytime, you know, you have an opportunity in life that you know you're making the right move, you just go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and participate and be an outstanding co-host. And I know Kurt's going to keep doing his thing, doing fantastic. I'm excited about the opportunity. It's going to be great for you, for all your fans, the listeners, supporters of the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show, as well as the UFL Fan Den, because it will give people an opportunity to get more insight on the UFL, you know, football, XFL. And Alan's a passionate person. I don't know if you, if you did watch the interview earlier today, one of the things I did state was I'm not sure if I'm going to get media credentials for the UFL. I'm not sure yet. But irregardless of whether that happens or not, I thought about this more. I am still going to cover the UFL. That is the way it's going to go. I've learned in life, if you have roadblocks, sometimes you can't go through people. You have to go around them. And that's what it's going to be. I'm going to keep my word, as, as I mentioned to you. I'm going to reach out again this Monday with the UFL, give it one last Hail Mary pass to see if I can get a response from the league. I hope it goes well. And then we'll go from there. Regardless of whether those credentials happen or not, I am still going to cover the UFL, but at a different perspective and a different angle. I'm not going to let it stop me. So, hey, when you're after something in life, you want to succeed, you're passionate about something, you're going to go after it. And if you can't, like I said, if you can't go through people, you've got to go around them. So what I mean by that is you don't have to cover the league and things like that from afar. You know, I definitely feel as if it's more beneficial to cover it inside, but you know, I can only do it so much, you know, we'll play it by ear and go from there. But I am excited and excited to be the co-host now of the UFL fan den. So you're going to get a lot of great football news and I will still continue doing this great show. Nothing is changing here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk show. We're just expanding. Again, the phone number to join in is 516-418-5572. 516-418-5572. So you're going to get a chance to see a lot of football news and UFL plus and beyond. So that's going to be awesome. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to, you know, now two channels, the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show, and go ahead and join the UFL Fan Den. You can either subscribe to the channel or you can do both. If you're ambitious, subscribe to the UFL Fan Den channel and also visit the website, the UFL Fan Den. Definitely log in to become a member. You will definitely get a lot of insight. And as I was talking to Kurt, you know, for the UFL fan den, it really brought back a lot of great memories of how fun it was covering the XFL and covering the Orlando Guardians, even with the team no longer, you know, surviving the merger, I'm still pressing forward. And I encourage all the fans to do that too. Yes, I know you might be bummed out if your team got, you know, got, did not survive the merger. I am included in that. You know, I was covering the, Orlando Gardens, the entire season, not just when I say entire season, I mean inception, the first press conference and beyond. And I've done several countless interviews, countless uh, 
experiences and things that happen on and off the field, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And these things happened throughout the expo year. It was outstanding. And as a bonus, I even got a chance to cover, for those who don't know, the XFL championship game. So even after the Orlando Guardians were officially eliminated and the season was over, you know, they let me continue forward and cover the XFL championship game. So the team that I covered for about a game or so was the Arlington Renegades. So they ended up being the champs. It was an outstanding experience going to San Antonio, watching that game, that championship game. And this is why in life you want to always do like Eminem said. If you had one shot or one opportunity, if you had an opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? That line is so important in life that when opportunities come presented to you, you have to be willing to jump in and take advantage of them because you never know if you're going to get another opportunity. Let's say the championship game, I said, you know what, I'll go next year. Well, guess what? There will not be another next year, meaning Yes, there will be a championship at the end of the UFL season, but it's a new league, UFL, different teams, different players, different coaches, different dynamic altogether. It's not all the same. But I went ahead the first year of the U, the U, the XFL 2.0, you know, with Dwayne Johnson and The Rock and Redbird Capital is ownership. I was, you know, I went to the only one and only championship game they had, and it was phenomenal. It was outstanding, experienced. And that's what you have to do in life if you want to make it. Always take advantage of opportunities when they're presented to you because you may not get another opportunity. And believe me and you, that has happened to me. And that's why I'm telling you, do not wait on opportunities. So, you know, I appreciate Kurt from the UFL Van Den. That was a surprise to me. I was really just, you know, thinking it was just going to be another interview. And it was a surprise, but. You know, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity. Again, this show is going to still be on. I will be doing double duty, so to speak. <laughs> so you'll see me 11 o'clock EST time, 10 o'clock CST time, going live on UFL Fan Den. And then you will see me regular show time like you always do, 8.30 p.m. CST, 9.30 p.m. EST. This not changing the Allen Offer Sports Hook show. A lot of great things going to happen. In fact, I do have some great interviews and great content that's coming out. That's going to be coming out real soon. I will be spreading that out. I did want to go ahead and, you know, give some props. I Last weekend, I went ahead and participated in the Alonzo, Pete Alonzo Foundation Battle for the Bay. That was here in Tampa. That was an outstanding experience. I got to give you know, definitely dugout mugs, a lot of credit. I got to give them props. I got to give, uh, you know, definitely it was an outstanding experience. I got a chance to meet up with dugout mugs again. DJ Fresh, the official DJ of the Tampa Bay Rays. That, that was awesome. Chris Denart from, you know, dugout mugs. It was awesome. You guys got to check out that interview. It's right there on Instagram or YouTube as well as Facebook. That was a fantastic experience. And I'm going to give, you know, another you know, kind of video synopsis of the Alonzo Foundation. I did it for year one. I'm going to do it for year two. That's going to be coming up soon, too. So definitely keep your eye out for that. And again, if you ever want to join in and chime in, the number is 516-418-5572. 516-418-5572. 
5572. So, you know, there is a big couple of big, big games coming on this weekend. And for those who don't know, this is the last weekend before you're going to get two weeks off and the Super Bowl is going to start. So you better chime in and listen and watch this weekend because after this weekend, these games, is two-week break, Super Bowl, and the season is over. The NFL season is over. There is the Pro Bowl coming up, so definitely keep your eye out for that. That's on the first. So definitely, you know, and that's right here in, in Tampa, in Tampa World Stadium. It's pr- Sunday, February 4th, I beg your pardon, is is the game. It's the festivities start Thursday, February 1st, and it, it goes through to Sunday, February 4th all right here in Camping World Stadium. So that was, <laughs> ironically, the same stadium that the Guardians were going to play in, but that was not going to be the case. And and for those people who don't understand that, that I did cover the Guardians, and I really thought, like everyone else, they were going to be a year two. I thought they were going to go for a year two. I thought the USFL was going to keep doing what they're doing at least for another year. It wasn't meant to be. They decided to merge. So that's why things are at the UFL. And so the Pro Bowl is from Thursday, February 1st, all the way through to Sunday, February 4th. There's a lot of great activities. Make sure you check into that. That, again, is at Camp World Stadium. And I'm going to give you guys all up to date on the NFL games, and I'll make sure you guys understand that, too. It's it's going to be, man, it is going to be an outstanding weekend of football. The game is at 3 o'clock on Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Ravens. Kansas City Chiefs at the Ravens. So it's ironic, you know, because you were not used to Patrick Mahomes playing a road game. It kind of gets... You get taken for granted that you win the season, win the division every single year, but it wasn't the case. They are going on the road to play against the Ravens. So let me give you my thoughts on this game. This is going to be a really, really good game. I do think that the Ravens are going to win this game. However, however, one of the things that Lamar Jackson did kind of like say during this week that kind of brought me to like, you know, I don't know, man, is the fact that he said he doesn't like to play against Patrick Mahomes. He feels he's a lead quarterback, you know, in the Hall of Fame where he say he said the right things, but he has to remember when he steps on that field on Sunday, you might have all the admiration and respect for the quarterback you're playing against, but when you step on that field, it is you against them. You are competing to advance to go to the Super Bowl. You know, you can't be in awe of somebody or give them too much respect where you're not playing your game. That is the key. If Lamar Jackson, the Ravens do what they're supposed to do and they play their game and they don't kind of like get sticker shocked because it is Patrick Mahomes, not saying that that's what's going to happen. But if you let your mentals say, oh, man, I'm playing against the great Patrick Mahomes, future Hall of Famer, and you start getting in awe of that, yes, the Ravens could lose this game. 
definitely Lamar has to put the foot on the gas. He has to go ahead and execute. He has to look at Patrick Mahomes while he's on the field playing in that game that this guy is trying to get what I need to get. So I cannot let that happen. I have to have the killer instinct and go out there and compete at a very high level. Because that's what it's going to take to beat Patrick Mahomes, especially Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I know this is a road game, but let's call for what it is. Patrick Mahomes, he has the experience, big game experience. He still has Travis Kelsey, future Hall of Famer. He still does have some weapons. No, he doesn't have Tyreek, but he does have Andy Reid. So if they do not play their game being the Ravens, they stay, they're enamored of who they're playing against, they will lose this game. So the Ravens have to remember they're competing to play and represent in the Super Bowl. As I stated in the beginning of the show, if you had one shot of one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? This is a one-time opportunity, and the Ravens should win this game. However, I've learned in football very early in the game, not always the best team wins. It's the team that plays the best at the time wins. There's a difference. So you might have a better team than the other your competitor. But if you don't play on that day like you're the better team, you will lose. So it's not always the best team that wins. It's who plays the best during the time of the game. During the game is who's going to win. If the Ravens do what they're supposed to do, they should win this game. They do have the better defense. They play that gritty type of Raven football. They can run the well ball very good. Lamar Jackson is electric. He is going to get the MVP. That's pretty much a sure thing. And yes, the Ravens should win this game. But I still say it, the margin of error is still very, very thin. I believe, in my opinion, <laughs> the league was hoping that Taylor, Taylor Swift made it to the, at least the championship game because they are, she's going to make it to the championship game. But the thing about it is in the Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of other celebrities there. So, yes, she's still going to be a celebrity if they do go past this, do get past the Ravens. But my whole thought process is the league wanted Taylor to at least make it to the championship game because you can – get to the Super Bowl at that point. There's, you know, Usher and celebrities there. There's going to be plenty of other celebrities at the Super Bowl. I know this for a fact because even the celebrities you don't see that are featured on the Jumbotron, that's only maybe 40% of the celebrities that are actually here or at the venue when you actually go to Super Bowl game. That's some inside information. I'll repeat that, that you might see, 20, 30 celebrities at the Super Bowl on the Jumbotron. However, there's realistically about double the amount that are actually in the city doing parties, doing events, doing other things. They may not be in the suite, but they are there. So, you know, that's why the NFL field wanted the Chiefs to at least get this far against the Ravens because, you know, celebrity going to be there at the championship game. If they don't advance, it's okay. <laughs> That's just on what was best for the league, so to speak. But I do think the Ravens are going to win the game. But it's definitely going to be something that, you know, if they don't play their part, 
you know, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and they didn't play that great leading into this year, but in the playoffs, they're a different story. And then, which is kind of ironic, the night game is the Lions versus the 49ers. That is at that is at 6.30 p.m. Sunday. So there is no Saturday game tomorrow. There's only two Sunday games. And I'm going to give you the NFL streaming, the, uh, the networks that it's had on. I had it on here before for the championship games. I'm going to give that to you because I know a lot of people do want to know the championship games, the, the networks. So Sunday's NFL championship games will air on Fox and CBS. And you will be able to see, you know, the, it's, Fox or CBS. So that's going to be good. Most people are, are going to be familiar with that, but that's where you're going to be able to go ahead and watch the game, Fox or CBS, for the championship games. So keep a lookout on that. Again, that's 3 o'clock game for the Ravens on Sunday. Ravens, and that's going to be the Chiefs. And then you're going to have 6.30 is going to be the – Lions and the 49ers. Now, that game, that game is going to depend on one single person. Right now, the way I look at it is going to depend on one person. And that person who plays a pivotal role in the outcome of this game is going to be none other than Debo Samuel. If Debo Samuel does not play in this game, I don't believe the 49ers are going to be able to get past them and win this game. I really don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I just think that Debo Samuel is the guy, a playmaker. He's just hard for you to match up against. He and you know he makes Brock Purdy that much better. And not and and I don't know why people call Brock Purdy a game manager because being a quarterback in any level is very difficult. If you are quote unquote a game manager. He's an outstanding game manager because he, number one, doesn't really throw the, you know, he doesn't fumble the ball. He doesn't throw many picks. He gets the ball to his playmakers. Yes, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he stays within himself. And that's what you want. You don't want a quarterback running back there trying to play hero ball. And then you run into issues. You throw that pick. You throw that pass you shouldn't have thrown. You know, Jordan Love, he played a great game. But he did try to play a little bit of a hero ball, an unwanted hero ball, towards the end of that game. He went all, you know, across his body, threw across his body, across the field. That is a no-no. He knows that. Quarterback shouldn't be doing that. And he didn't need to throw a pass like that in the middle of the field with the time that he had left. Didn't need to throw that ball. It was a poor decision. He played very good that game, but that decision ended their season. So the point I'm trying to make is you can't really – I don't think Brock Purdy gets the credit he deserves. You guys got to ease up on him with the criticism because, hey, there are quarterbacks, and we've seen it in the NFL, that you know fumble the ball as a quarterback, get stripped, sacked, then they throw unadvised passes. There is no such thing as a quote-unquote game manager. You still – you got to make plays. And he threw a beautiful ball to a touchdown. But I think with the stakes being as high as it is, with the game being as good as big as it is, I don't believe that the 49ers advance without Debo Samuel playing this game. This is going to be a very competitive game. 
Having said that, let's go ahead and bring on the first call of the day. Let's do that right now. Hey, how you doing so far tonight, Lou? Okay, Alan. And uh, I'm not at home right now. I'm with some friends, but uh, they're here with me, and Diane's right next to me. So uh, everybody say hello to Alan. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. Hey, we got yeah. the group with us today, okay? Got got two for one special. Four. Four. Wow, four people on a call. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got three people here with me. Yeah. Wow. So, hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Jordan Love is no Aaron Rodgers, like I said from the beginning, but he held his own, you know, uh, during the game. Yeah. They did have a they did have a chance to win, but I still think that you know they were going they were going to come a little bit short against uh, the Lions. I got you got to get the Lions credit this year what they what they've done. Rather the Forty Nineers, you know that was a game, and it's going to be leading up to a very interesting game on Sunday. It is going to be a very interesting game on Sunday, and yeah. that that is going to be one of the games that you you it's it's going to be a history making game because. If the Lions do pull us out, they're going to the Super Bowl. So first time ever, first one ever, and I, you know what? If Debo Samuel's not playing, I think the Lions win this game. That's my prediction exactly. right there. If he doesn't yeah, play, I, you're not going to beat yeah. the Lions as, as good as they're playing without all your no. weapons. No. What are your thoughts on that? If Debo isn't playing, which is going to be 50-50 right now, I think it's going to be a better shot for uh, the Lions to win. you got to see what happens, though, Mr. Irrelevant, because he does not come through in championship games. So that's another factor there as well. <laughs> okay. You must be Brock. talking about Jared. No, I'm talking about Brock. Brock, okay. So you're more worried about Brock than you are about golf? Yes. I don't know. I think I think Brock Purdy's actually pretty good. I think he's pretty good. He's improved, but he's not, you know, he's not perfect. You know, I mean, I think I just think he's 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 actually a pretty good football player. I I don't know why people are kind of hard on him. I'm actually more worried about Jared Goff because he played he played outstanding against against the Bucks. I don't know if he can do that. As, I don't know if he can have that type of performance again. Well, look, I mean, he did with the Rams, so why not? Yeah, because he he played he played. I mean, he was really the Bucks killer right there. If he doesn't yeah. make some of those plays, the Bucks win the game. But he made the plays when they yeah. mattered, and he got it done. You got to give the man credit where credit's due. Yeah. But I just think. I have the Lions winning that game if Debo Samuels does not play. If Debo does play, I think the 49ers hold them off. They hold up a very good Lions team. That's my prediction. Well, the Lions are my sleeper pick. So, uh... Yeah, the Lions are playing really, really good football. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's the thing. They're, they're, they're doing outstanding. They're doing fantastic. Yes. And you know, I, I just think if, if it'd be exciting to see the Lions win, but I just Debo Samuel plays. I think the league wants the Ravens, and I think they want the Forty ers to play. What do you they think? Do. They do. The, league, think, the league does want that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, folks, I, I'm I'm getting the impression, and I'm definitely getting the vibe from the league that they want the Ravens, 
versus the 49ers. Well, just remember, what the league wants doesn't mean the league is always going to get. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what? What do you got cooking going on tomorrow? Oh, we got a great show. We're going to cover the uh, championship play games. We're going to recap last week's game. Uh, we're going to go over the NHL captains for the All-Star game. Uh, we'll go to the NBA starting All-Star rosters. We'll do the reserves next week. Um, we'll go over – we'll take good care of the um, Baseball Hall of Fame, even though there's only three members in it. Three members. Uh, finalists for the NFL Hall of Fame. And um, – Maybe go over some of the Olympic rosters, too, in uh, basketball. Plus, uh, everybody's thoughts and comments, the ridiculous sign of the week. Um, sport, the, uh, this week in sports history, feel good story of the week. And, of course, the best and worst sports moments in the month of January. So you got, so you got time between 4 and 6 tomorrow. Call 512-543-4662. I'll repeat it again. 512-543-4662 from 4 to 6 p.m. And uh, I think Diane wants to get through, so I'll just leave it at that. All right. All right. Lou, so that's the, the legend Lou. So, yeah, I do have another line. You want to stay on the line with her? If we can do that, yes. Okay. Let me do that. All right. Okay. I, I'm, today is my lucky day. I got both Diane and Lou on the line. How you been? Hi. How are you, Alan? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Really appreciate you. So yeah. I'm glad you called in. I got to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Bills not advancing? I don't like it. Especially how it was. Yeah. What do you think went wrong? I don't know, but people are blaming someone, Tyler Bass for the loss, and from what I read, they're thinking of death threats. That you don't do. You should never send death threats. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't give threat threats. I, looking yeah. at that kick, looking at that kick and the conditions, Tyler Bass to me is an outstanding kicker. But you have to be realistic at the expectations. It was cold. It was windy. I knew that he was going to have a hard time making that kick. You know, looking at a 40-yard-plus yeah. kick in freezing temperature. I knew he was going to have trouble making this, making that kick. I even told my son, he's probably not going to make this kick. And it did not surprise me at all he missed it. But to give difference, yeah. that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Good. I mean, the Bills are supporting him by donating to his tax charity. Yeah, that is just, that's just, that's just crazy. It be, yeah. To be doing that nonsense, and the guy's automatic, and but it was cold, it was freezing, and you had wind. It's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. What do you expect? You know, right. it wasn't I a short don't kick. know. It wasn't a short kick, but and the thing about it is, but you know what? I got to give the Bills credit; they fought hard. They yeah. fought real hard. It was a good game. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens again to them. But who do you want to see in the yeah. Super Bowl? Who do you want to see in the Super Bowl, Dan? 
Let's try um, Chiefs and Lions. Chiefs and Lions, okay. Who wants the opposite? Who wants Chiefs and Lions? Okay, Diane, I got to get your thoughts on one more thing. Well, we had Jason Kelsey there in the stands. What did you think about Jason Kelsey coming in and supporting Bill Mafia? Good. I mean, I'm glad he supported his brother. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was real cool. But uh, it, it's going to be a great, great, great weekend. You think the retirement is real? Say again? You think his retirement is real? Yeah, there hasn't really been anything news on it since he announced it. Even though it's not official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but so do you think it's it, a real retirement? I think he's going to okay. retire. I don't, I don't think it's – I think he's legit when he says that. I mean, sure, yeah. acting like a guy who's, who's retired. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, what makes you think he's not going to do a time read and say he's retiring and then keep playing? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I He's acting like he's retired, so. Right. <laughs> but. I'm looking forward to you guys tomorrow. I'm looking forward to talking to you tomorrow for sure. So to definitely. I'm gonna call him tomorrow. He's not gonna be yeah. here. Five one two five four three four six six two five one two five four three four six six two. Make sure you guys tune in between four and six p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, and definitely you can check out Lou at the Enhanced Sports Show. The Enhanced Sports Show. Right there on YouTube. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I appreciate you and Diane and Lou. Two for one special I got tonight. Appreciate you guys. All right. We appreciate you too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye. Take it easy. Have a good night. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you. Yeah, that's always awesome that you go ahead and get a two-for-one special. You know, I got a chance to get Lou and his significant other, Diane, right there on the Enhanced, right there from the Enhanced Sports Show. So make sure you support Lou from 4 to 6 p.m. Just type in Enhanced Sports Show right here on YouTube, or you can check him out at 512-543-4662. Again, that's 512-543-4662. His show is Saturday between 4 and 6 p.m. So, yeah, it is it is really cool, and, you know, that's what we do here at the Allen Alfred Sports Hook Show. We never hate. We always support. And, yes, I'm excited, too, about the new show. That is correct. It's, I'm be co-hosting the UFL, you know, you know UFL Fan Den with Kurt. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be great, and it's going to be a lot of great fun, man. It is going to be – it's going to be fantastic. In fact – I'm just so excited and blessed, and in fact, let me type in that chat. Looking forward to it, too. It's going to be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so, you know, definitely I got to give props to Kurt from UFL Fan Den. Make sure you guys check out that interview and subscribe to UFL Fan Den, and it was it was an awesome time. 
You know, uh, that's the thing. I, I want to make that clear to people because I had a troll that came on TikTok a few days ago before I did this interview. They were talking about, hey, you know, nobody's watching. Folks, you cannot go by the amount of likes, comments that you get on any social media post. Again, I repeat that you cannot go by the likes or comments by what you get on a post. It is the effectiveness of the post that you put, meaning not everybody's going to comment, not everybody's going to like it, but it doesn't mean that people are not watching what you're doing. Trust me, I know that from this side. I know that when, when you put out great stuff, people are paying attention. You may not get 200,000 likes on a post. You may not get 50,000. You may not even get 10. Keep moving forward. Keep putting out great content. Trust me, people are watching. I've, I've met people that told me, hey, man, this is, this, is, this is real. Hey, I saw that you did this, 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 and this. They were recalling stuff to me, literally, like as if they were looking at my timeline. And I'm like, you, you never commented on anything. You never even liked it. How did you know all of this? He's like, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. And you're like, not only did you see it, you were studying it because you're like, hey, I did this, 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 this. I was like, okay. You didn't like, you didn't comment, subscribe. So I learned early in this game. You cannot go by that. You know, props to Jamar Chase, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, he he saw the, the post that I put up, the one that that troll was trying to get at me, with Isaiah King. I put up the interview that I did with Isaiah King, the, the free agent, who is trying to get signed by the UFL or team. And he's a very, very good play. He went to four xfl showcases and throughout that interview he said there's four players that he looks up to i can even tell you jamar chase zay flowers he looks up to Devonte adams and there was one more wide receiver jamar chase oh yes stefan diggs there you go stefan diggs stefan diggs jamar chase zay flowers and Devonte adams those four players he mentioned throughout this interview that he looks up to and aspires to be one of them. He's a wide receiver too. Lo and behold, you know, I tagged those four gentlemen because, hey, somebody's saying something, something about you. You should hear it. And not only that, it's something positive. It is something inspiring. You have a great player who's saying they are looking up to you who made it and you're their role model. That is great information. I tagged them in it. I know for 100% Jamar Chase saw that interview. So, again, no comment, no like, no, but still, that is extremely successful. So, keep going forward. I'm very excited to go ahead and join the UFL Fan Den as a co-host. I'm honored. I'm flattered. And, you know, it motivated me even more to do an even better job for the UFL Regardless of how it plays out, I, you know, I just, I'm very honest with people. I'm very transparent. As I mentioned in the interview that I'm going to, on Monday, reach out to the UFL again and give it a third opportunity. So three strikes, you know, in business, you're out. But I'm going to give it a fair opportunity to reach out. No, no bitterness, no hate or anything. And definitely try to 
continue our relationship and cover the UFL. I, you know, I covered the Guardians for the whole year. Things I know ownership has changed. Things have changed. And players have changed. Players, coaches, and such not. But you have seen enough to know that I come in peace. I'm looking to help the players, the coaches, the league. That's who you want covering the league. I've seen just this week quite a few you know, I would say irritable things that as me as a member of a media that watched other members of the media giving us bad PR. For example, Joe Kiff, you know, um, you know what ended up happening was there was a, an incident on the, the basketball court where a fan was basically heckling the player. And it was going on and on and on and on for a while, apparently what the player said and eventually the player had enough and asked the, the fans to be leaved. It, it wasn't the first thing they said. It wasn't the second. It sounded like it was going on for at least a, at least a whole quarter and a half from what the timeline was. And the player got frustrated and had enough and asked them to be escorted out. They did that. Well, the member, the member of the press was like, hey, how come you didn't ask him to be, to be kicked out as soon as he said something rude? He's like, well, I'm not. The player was like, hey, you know, I don't usually just ask fans to get kicked out. You know, I give them some leeway. You know, they pay for their ticket. And I wasn't looking to kick them out. But it got to the point where it was just getting frustrating and annoying. And they said something that crossed the line. And then that's when I decided that enough was enough. That's a normal reaction that most people would have. You know, he, he went too far with it. I just thought that the... And the thing that shocked me was that the player said, I knew you were going to be coming with me with negativity first out of everyone. And I knew you was going to write that too. And I knew that you were going to just say that it was just the one thing they said, which it wasn't the one thing they said. So the point I'm trying to make is they didn't get all the facts right. They are obviously habitually negative based on the interaction I saw with the player and the media. And they're not being fair. And the fact is, you might be great at what you do, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, whatever sport it is. The person that is playing is still a human being. People forget that. Yes, they might make millions of dollars. Yes, they might be in a commercial. Yes, they might you know, take private jets or what have you. But the person is still a human being. They want a certain level of respect, decency, and fairness. If you don't show them any of the above, they are going to rebuke you. They're going to, you know, kind of like contest anything you do, and it won't be a good working relationship. You have to give the person respect. That's one of the bad things about some of the people in the media. They don't show the other person respect. They think they're superhuman because they can slam a, you know, they can hit a ball 500 feet, they can go ahead and slam a basketball from midcourt. They can go ahead and, and, you know, run a 4-3-2. Now they're not human beings because they have superhuman powers. They are exceptional what they do, but they still are human beings, and you still have to treat them with respect. You have to give people respect. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I've learned that a lesson a long time ago. Give people respect. Always show them respect. And even if they're not a sensational basketball football baseball player you treat people with respect and kindness and it will work itself out that's just how it goes 
you know, and I felt like, yeah, the member of the media wasn't being cool. You weren't being fair. You weren't being cool. And he knew it. I just, that's the things that kind of irritate me covering the media that like, I mean, like what kind of questions are you asking? I mean, ask more about the game, you know, okay. Yes. You may have asked a question or two about what happened. I get it, but make sure you get your facts straight. You could ask, you know, I noticed you had an incident with the player, with the fan. Can you just describe in your, you know, what happened, you know, give your version of what happened. That's, you know, instead of coming with judgment, so to speak, just, just get the facts. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even factual because, you know, the player said, you know, he was riding me the whole game and, you know, at least up until the point they got kicked out. It wasn't just the one thing they said. And I even, I saw that clip on social media where it says this fan got ejected by saying one thing. And that's what I was thinking. But when I heard their point of view, it wasn't just one thing. They were riding him for a while and then he got kicked out. You know, and let me just go ahead and, you know, let me just uh, pull up some facts for you guys. It's just, it's just, you got to treat people with respect. That's the main thing. You got to treat people with courtesy and respect and it will work itself out. It'll work itself out. And I want to go ahead and talk a bit about baseball i I definitely want to bring this up to you guys props to adrian beltre todd helton and joe mauer all receiving the 75 percent votes to be enshrined jim leland is also in that class but he was you know elected in but yes he's going to be enshrined as well come time for cooperstown but that is outstanding. Big round of applause to all of them. In fact, let me go ahead and do that. Let me give the round of applause. Yeah, so it's outstanding. Anytime you can get elected into the Hall of Fame, it is something that is just a magnificent accomplishment. Believe it or not, folks, these are some facts that you probably didn't know unless I, I'm telling you right now. Adrian Beltre, 366 votes, which was 95.1% of the votes. That is astonishing that he got, you know, over 95% of the votes, you know, and that's, that goes to show you that people look at Adrian Beltre as a Hall of Fame player. Not to say that the other two weren't, but anytime you get, you know, (laughs) that type of voting statistic, that is outstanding. And Todd Helton received 307 votes, 79.7%. Joe Maurer ends off with 293 votes, 76.1%. So just made it, but hey, Hall of Fame is Hall of Fame. You get 75% or more, you are in. Doesn't matter if it's 75.1, is 75 and above. And you need 289 votes to be elected. That's another fact. 289 votes. Joe Mauer got 293 votes. But it's an outstanding accomplishment. I love the fact that you're going to have multiple guys coming into the Hall of Fame. I really felt over the last two or three years that it's just been one or two guys where it's like, you know, it's getting real tight and stingy where, you know, maybe the league only wants certain people in there. But the fact that there's multiple people going in this year, that is outstanding. It's remarkable. Man. 
It's just, and the person with the close but no cigar, which was Billy Wagner, 284 votes. Again, you need 289. He had 73.8% of the vote. But, you know, there was a couple other votes that was pretty pretty interesting. Gary Sheffield actually received 246 votes, 63.9% of the votes, which is actually excuse me, pretty good for Gary Sheffield. He actually got more votes than Andrew Jones. Excuse me, let me just take a sip of water here. Yeah, so that's outstanding. Andrew Jones had 61.6% of the votes, 237 votes. So Gary Sheffield actually finished higher than Andrew Jones. So that is that is outstanding. And in fact, let me talk about Gary Sheffield, okay? You know, full disclosure, I've met Gary Sheffield a couple times. He's actually done an interview with me here on the Allen Alan Alfred Sports Talk Show. You can check that out, that interview here on YouTube, and you can also check it out on my Instagram page too, at Alan Alford. So Gary Sheffield, first and foremost, to me, is a first ballot Hall of Famer both on and off the field. Be clear about that. And you can even throw in golf too. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer golf too. Man can play some, some golf. But the great thing about Gary Sheffield is not only is he an outstanding baseball player, he's a great individual. And, you know, I know that throughout the time that I kind of watched baseball and followed his game, watching from it, I wasn't in the media at that point, looking at it from the outside, he was not covered very well in the media. He was looked at as kind of like a brash dude, do you want to say, and, you know, hey, stay away from this guy. He's not not a nice guy, you know, he causes problems in the locker room, causes problems in the team. He came across as that type of person, just hearing from him from the media standpoint, not actually meeting him. Let me just tell you that is false. Gary Sheffield is an outstanding individual. He's actually even cooler when you actually meet him. And I understand Gary Sheffield because you know, we actually have something common. I'm African-American. He is too. But more importantly, he's from Tampa, and he was raised with, in a rough neighborhood. I can understand a lot of where he's coming from, where you feel as if people are against you. So I, I can relate to Gary Sheffield a lot. A lot of people who cover him could not relate to him. So their perspective of him wasn't usually good. Gary Sheffield is extremely fan-friendly. He is extremely fan-friendly. So much so that a lot of people who get positive, you know, media attention are not as friendly, believe it or not. Meaning a player, when the camera's rolling, that red light is on, knows a lot of times how to say the right thing in front of a camera. But when you meet them, they are not the same person you saw on the camera. They're completely different. Gary Sheffield is authentic. He's the same that you see in camera, but he's also extremely cool. When you meet him in person and if you want to get an autograph gary will sign your autograph extremely cool about that gary sheffield is a stud with autograph signing i'm telling you first and foremost whereas somebody again can give a great interview you see him on the field yeah they blow it off like there's no tomorrow 
some people that will actually surprise you. I won't mention those names, but I'm just going to let you know he's extremely fan-friendly. Having said that, I know I'm probably in a minority in this because of everything, you know, with the background of, you know, the, the Balco stuff. It's all documented. You know, I don't have to go into that. But that was culture back then. But Gary Sheffield is a Hall of Fame player. You understand? That's it is what it is. Whether you love him or loathe him, the man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I had a vote. I would gladly vote with pride, Gary Sheffield. Without a doubt, if you don't believe me, ask Derek Brooks. So, I don't know if Gary will make it to the Hall of Fame. I've said this before. I'm not sure. Again, it's not in my hands, but I do believe he deserves to be in Kent and Cooperstown. <clears throat> he needs to be in Cooperstown. And that's the, the frustrating thing about Major League Baseball, a lot of degrees where I'm coming from, is that I feel as if Major League Baseball is too political. I, I really do. It's too political. Is a guy a Hall of Famer or not? Is he or is he not a Hall of Famer? None of this ego stuff. Well, I'm not going to vote for you because you're first ballot. The first time you're in a ballot, I'm not voting for you. I'm going to vote for you year two. And in year three, we'll figure it out. Is the guy a Hall of Famer or not? Yes or no? That's it. Check the box. That's it. Make it simple. Simplify it. That's it. Give credit where credit is due. That's not words from that I made up. That's words my dad's made up. Meaning, if I cover you, regardless of whether I think you're a cool guy, I think you're the world's biggest jerk, anything in between, if I feel as if you're talented and you do something great, I'm going to say, you know what? You know, he may not be the nicest person to get along with. He ruffles a lot of feathers. But you know what? That guy can play some baseball, and he's a Hall of Famer. I could separate the two. And people need to understand that. If a person's a Hall of Famer, you vote him in. If you didn't like him, that's okay. Was he? What did he do in the field? Was he great at what he did? If he is, vote him in. That's it. Don't this person, you know, I don't like this person. We get too much into that nowadays. Is he a Hall of Famer or not? Don't go about the ballots because you hurt the person by not voting for them on the first time around. If they are a Hall of Famer, then the second time they may not get your vote. They might get your vote and not get someone else's vote. And then it makes it more difficult. As you know, it's just like, you know, real estate. Lowering your house is on the market, the harder it is to sell. So, but props, you know, he, you know that is actually a pretty good number for Gary to be at 63%. Of course, is it's below the 75 but that is definitely a, a positive thing. I really hope Gary Sheffield makes it. I believe he does deserve to, to be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, we'll talk about that, you know. Yeah, so that's the thing. You know, I, I completely agree. You know, that's the thing about baseball. There's, there's too many favorites and there's too many writers and, and voters that will just vote on you because of favoritism. It just gets too political, and that's that's what I don't like about Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. It, it's just it's too too political, and that's what it is. And I'll say it like this: you know, I if I had a vote, I would vote for for Barry Sanders too. I think Barry Sanders is an exception to the rule, regardless of whether he he did whatever he did. The stat that me to me that sets Barry apart from everything else 
is the fact that he's the only Major League Baseball player with 500 home runs and 500 steals. That right there is first ballot Hall of Fame. You can take off 250 home runs from him and keep that 500 and 500. He's going into the Hall of Fame. And to me, that is undeniable. Now, I do think it's a case-by-case basis, but I do think Barry Bonds is an exception to the rule. I would, I would vote him in. I mean, I think the guy's a Hall of Famer. Do I think there might be some dirt on there? Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. But whatever it is, he's a Hall of Famer. 500 home runs, 500 steals. Anybody else did that, they would be first ballot Hall of Fame. So that's something to ponder and think about. Too many favorites in baseball. But I just think, um, you know, I definitely want to give props to the guys who made it. Uh, you know, nowadays to get in the, you know, Hall of Fame for anybody, politics aside, is it's been like, you don't know who's going to make it. But, you know, it, you know, I will get more to other players who I feel should be there, shouldn't be there another day. But for now, congrats to the guys who made it. Again, that's Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Joe Maurer. That is definitely – and Jim Leland as well. You can't forget about Jim Leland. Jim Leland wasn't the vote. He got voted in through the, the um, Veteran Association. So props to all, and I'm going to give another round of the great <laughs> Yeah, so definitely a lot of great things happening here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk show. I did want to talk a little bit about the coaching hiring, and I am not surprised that Bill Belichick did not get hired this go round. And I'm more, I was, I was actually going to be shocked if Bill Belichick got the Atlanta Falcons job. If you're like, hey, this guy's a six-time Super Bowl champion, why would you think he would not be hired by the Falcons? Well, it's very simple. Pride, ego, power. Those things are synopsis with each other. Meaning, if you're going to hire a guy like Bill Belichick, you have to understand a few things. Number one, if you bring him in, you're going to give Bill pretty much all the credit. Not only are you going to give him all the credit, you have to give him free reign. I want to have Bill wants to have player, you know, the definitely pick on who he gets. He wants to have certain personnel. He wants things done a certain way. He's very specific and very organized, and he wants things the way he wants them. A lot of people do not want to cater to people, especially in this day and age. Another thing with Atlanta is that I feel as if the city and the town of Atlanta is more of a younger, hipper type crowd. A guy like Bill, I don't think would have been a very good fit in Atlanta. He just, the way his style is, the way Atlanta, the football league and the culture and the city, I just don't see it being a very good mix for Bill. I just think a a younger coach would be a more advantageous for that type of situation. That's what I think. You know, so props to Raheem Morris for getting that job. You know, I got to give him props for that. And that's outstanding. You know, this is the first year that I would say that the league has really made an initiative to hire some 
you know, the obvious African-American coaches. But I don't feel as if Bill, and it's not a knock on Bill, I just didn't think he was a good fit in Atlanta. The best position I think Bill should have gotten was actually the Cowboys. I really do feel as if he would have fit well with the Cowboys. Number one, I feel as if Jerry Jones would have given him maybe a year or two, say, okay, I'll kind of like, I want to see a Super Bowl. I'm up in age. I'll step back for a year or two, let you call the shots. We'll do it your way. If you don't get a ring within, you know, maybe two or three years, then you're out. And I think Jerry Jones, five, six, ten years ago, wouldn't have probably felt that way. But I think he's reached to that point where he wants to see it in his lifetime. Now, having said that, I think Bill Belichick would have been a good position for him in the Cowboys because the the players there, and I feel the vibe of the Cowboys, would have probably welcomed him in. They would have been more receptive to his coaching, I feel, the way the style of personalities are in the Cowboys. And I think he would have brought some order and some discipline for them. I really do feel that Bill would have been a very good hire in Dallas. And I felt as if that was his premium spot. I think it would have been a good fit for both Bill and for where I think Jerry is mentally. Play itself out. They wanted to give Mike McCarthy another chance for another season. But if they were going to make a move, that would have been a great pickup to go ahead and go after Bill. The fact that he, they didn't go for Bill, they decided to go with Mike, I felt as if it was going to be hard for Bill Belichick to get another position this go-around. I didn't think the Chargers were a good fit either. It's kind of the same. Like, if anything, it's more Hollywood, younger crowd. I just don't think Bill, the way his style is with L.A., I just didn't feel as if it was going to be a good fit either. It would probably have been worse in the Chargers than it would have been in Atlanta. But it wasn't meant to be. And I think Bill is still a great coach. But I do think Bill is kind of like, he's kind of like that that really, really nice exotic car. It's really cool. It's really awesome. But you have to be a specific person who wants to drive that exotic car. Not everybody wants that exotic car. Not everybody wants that attention. Not everybody wants some of the baggage that comes along with driving an exotic car. But if you are that person, you fit the mold, then it's the best thing for you. And that's how I kind of look at Bill. He has to, he has, it has to be specific where he goes. But he will get a job someplace. Worst case scenario, he'll get a year off. But I do think eventually he'll make a comeback and get hired by somebody. He's just too good of a coach for somebody not to be interested and make things work. So to answer the question a lot of people is asking, no, I am not surprised that Bill Belichick did not get hired by the Falcons, and no, I'm not surprised that someone else did not pick him up. I do think the Cowboys was his best bet. But uh, props to Raheem Morris. You know, that guy is actually going to do really well in Atlanta. You know, he was a coach here in Tampa Bay. He's a real player-type coach. He encourages the player in, you know, engagement, meaning if you're a player for the Falcons, here's an inside tip. Be prepared to sign some autographs. Be prepared to sign some autographs and be involved in the community because that's some of the things that Raheem Morris makes you do. He makes you take time during the practice. Go ahead and be a role model for your community. Go ahead and sign some autographs for the fans that are out there at the practice facility. He will make the guys sign some autographs, and that's a great thing. 
because you do need to give back. Yes, you make it millions of dollars, and that's great. You're on TV. You got commercials. You got to give the fans something too. Sign some autographs. Be great in your community because you never know. The NFL is a great opportunity, great thing for you. However, you want to set yourself up for football and beyond because the NFL stands for National Football League, but it also stands for the NFL, the not for long league. So I hope that you're the exception to the rule if you're a player, but it's three years, three months is the average time in the not for long league, quote, unquote, the NFL. So while you're there, enjoy it. Enjoy signing autographs. Enjoy taking pictures. Enjoy giving interviews. Enjoy being a celebrity on the field because it goes by fast. It goes by quick. And guess what? When nobody's asking for your autograph when your career is over, you would have said, man, I should have been a cool guy and signed for more people. Yes, you should have been a cool guy and signed for more people. That's why you take advantage of it. Why you can't. Can you sign all of them? No. But make an attempt. Make a valiant attempt. Never know who you're inspiring. Never know. You know, that's it. Never know. And that's a great point for UFL fan den. Bill Belichick can come to the XFL, not the XFL, UFL. UFL. They can, well, there's no spot open now, but hey, next year, guess what? It may, it may not be a bad thing, you know? Hey, there's some guys and who need some discipline. There's some guys who need some discipline. They need some of Bill Belichick's wisdom. Bill Belichick is a great coach. He is a disciplinarian. He's a guy who wants certain things a certain way. He wants you to be in position. He knows the techniques of the game. He knows where you should be positioned to be successful. So, yes, we do need Bill Belichick in UFL. So, hey, that's a great opportunity. And there's some, uh, you know what? There's some former NFL players that should maybe consider coming to the, you know, UFL. Yeah, give it a shot. I know guys always want to play. They, you know, they always think they still got it. Some do, but hey, it's professional football. And the guys that are playing are, are no slots. Those guys that are playing in the UFL can play some ball. Let me let you know that for sure. Don't believe me? Ask Terrell Buckley, who played 13 seasons in the NFL, and he would even tell you the talent that was in the league. That was even when they had the XFL separate and the USFL separate, that the talent was outstanding. So just imagine if eight teams out of, you know, they had 16, eight teams are gone, the talent's going to be even better and more selective. It's going to raise up even a notch, which is hard to do with the talent that was out there, but that's what's going to happen. So definitely, hey, if you're a former player, you want to stay in shape, go ahead and do it. And in fact, I think Colin Kaepernick should give The Rock a call. I think he, you know, Rock has said he extended an invitation to Colin Kaepernick and Colin declined it. What better opportunity you have than to show that you can still play than to go and play for the UFL? And I'm not saying that as a dig. I'm saying that as the truth. You haven't played in seven years. Let people see what you can do. Get some tape out there for you. If you can still ball, show it. Then go from there. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, just me coming to the XFL Orlando Guardians, if I had an opportunity to write a story on every single player who said they could still play, they're going to play, I'd have enough information to write three books. If you can ball out, the bottom line is you have to show it on the field. People have heard that story before that you can play, you ball out. It's kind of like Jerry Maguire when the guy's like, man, marquee players, I smoke all these guys. You hear the guy in the background, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys keep going on, I'm the greatest of all time, I'm the best, and they're not playing, yeah, 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 whatever. Show it on the field. I think Colin Kaepernick will be a great fit and a great opportunity for him to play is in the UFL. It's professional football. There's some guys who played in the UFL, but people don't know, that have played in the NFL. There's guys who have backgrounds in the NFL. They got injured. Josh Gordon was in the NFL. He balled out. Cody Latimer, he was former NFL. There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, Antonio Montavo, who uh, I interviewed, former NFL player. I'm telling you, there's a lot of talented guys out there. So why don't you give it an opportunity? Let people see if you can do it. I guarantee you one thing for sure. You play for the UFL, you ball out. Somebody's going to give you an opportunity in the NFL. I can reassure you that. You come out there and ball out, believe me you, somebody's going to give you an opportunity. You will get an opportunity to go to at least a practice squad. And that's all you want as a player is an opportunity. Grab the opportunity while you can. Stop looking for that opportunity in the NFL to get up off the bat. That ship done sailed already. Go ahead and play for UFL. That's my advice for Colin Kaepernick. You know, go ahead and show him that you can do it. That's it. Show him, you know, show him you can do it. And let it go from there. I think you should reconsider. Talk to The Rock. Say, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I would like to go ahead and go to the training camp and compete for the job. With other team you feel, I want to compete for the job and go from there. You know, that's what it is. Never give up. You know, compete for the job. See what happens. You know, let people see. I guarantee you, you're going to get some attention. People are going to be paying attention to see if you can play. And if you can play, somebody's going to sign you. I can almost, I can see it happening right now. But it's not going to happen by you just saying you can play and not playing. That ain't going to happen. Like Tony Robbins said, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. <laughs> yep. If you keep doing what you always done, you'll always get what you always, what you always got. That's so true. Go ahead and give Rock. Say, you know what? I had a second change of thought. It's not that hard. I had a, you know, epiphany. I had a change of heart. I thought about it. You know what? Let me give it a run. Let me give it a try, Rock. Put me in there. Let me compete. Let's see what he says. Let's see what he says. See what he says. Colin Kaepernick, go ahead. Give Rock that call and see what he says. Because you look at an opportunity in NFL, somebody will call you. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm sorry, man. I'm just being real. Uh, just seven years not in the league. I mean, you do the math. I mean, check Tony Robbins. He said that. Verify that. Go ahead. 
But yes, man, I'm excited to join the UFL Fan Den, being a co-host, and still going to be doing this show here. So I don't want anybody confusing that. We're just expanding and doing bigger and better things. So I'm going to be a man of my word, do a fantastic job with Kurt, UFL Fan Den. I'm going to reach out to the you know, the UFL again and see what I hear from them, you know, and definitely and and already that interview that me and, and me and Kurt did is already positive responses and, and a lot of great, you know, feed from that already. It's just awesome. People have been, you know, texting me and, and congratulating and saying thank you. I appreciate all those great texts and the great messages, you know, online. I, I'm really, really appreciative of those things. I'm excited about it, and this is the reason why in life you never give up. You go for what you believe in, what your heart desires, and let the naysayers talk. You just keep moving forward. Just let them talk. You just keep moving forward. That's it. You know, a hater, I'll agree with Stephen A. Smith on this. A hater is nobody or nothing more than a person who sees you doing something they wish they were doing. That's what a hater is. They see you move, making moves. They, they feel as if they should be in your position. They probably didn't put the work in because they're behind a computer typing about, you know, hey, this person, this, this person, that. They're only hating because they wish they were in your position doing what you're doing. Instead, they're not. They're on a keyboard typing away trying to hate on you. So don't worry about the haters. Don't lose sleep over them. Let them motivate you. So we're going to keep giving, move forward here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. I did want to go ahead and give some props to, of course, our great sponsor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. Make sure you visit Chef G right here in Tampa, 301 South 22nd Street, Tampa, Florida. Can't come down to Tampa, that's all right. Visit him at flbbqsauce.com flbbqsauce.com don't forget that sauce he's got some great flavors get that sauce delivered to you before the Super Bowl you won't regret it now that's what and I'm going to be honored and blessed to have Chef G's here celebrating and watching the Super Bowl with me so make sure you have some Chef G's so definitely get yourself that bottle flbbqsauce.com in fact, let me play that song by Sam Scola. This is the Chef G's Florida Barbecue Song by Sam Scola. Comes in for variety, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. A natural flavor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. Florida gold honey mustard on burgers and ribs. Tasty fusion on pork and sausage. A classic taste for chicken steak tips. A hot heat wave on meatballs and it's a cookout treat, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. So 
love on fish and vegetables, Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce, Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce, Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. G's Florida barbecue sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. Make sure you don't forget to get that great Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce, flbbqsauce.com, flbbqsauce.com. Get it for the Super Bowl. But, yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. It is going to be an awesome weekend of definitely a football. I love when it gets down to this because it's competitive. It's kind of like bittersweet because I love to watch competitive football. But at the same token, you know that there's this weekend, two-week break, the NFL, and then we're going to be looking forward to the UFL. So there's a break, but you know what? It's still football. So that's why you guys need to support the UFL because, hey, if you love football, there's a month and a half break, you know, as far as games are concerned, but you get a chance to stay in touch with the league. Definitely going to have some training camps, a lot of great things. And we are going to keep you posted on that at the UFL Fan Den. I'm excited about it. It's going to be an awesome opportunity. Make sure you guys, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel here at Alan Alfred. Or you can visit us on Facebook, Alan Alfred Sports Talk Show. Please page it, like it. And you can meet me on all social media. Just type in Alan Alford, A-L-A-N-A-L-F-O-R-D. It is always a pleasure. In fact, let me... Respond to some of these chats. That's right. You never give up. Never give up in life. Never give up. Never give up in life. And in fact, I did want to give, before I, I did want to say something here. And let me just pull this up here. Yeah, so let me just uh, pull this up real quick, folks. I want to make sure I don't I don't miss this. Okay. Yeah, and in life, man, you just never know. You just never know. You never give up in life. I did want to say I've never met this person before in my life. But this story really touched my heart. Her name is Michelle Young. Her name is Michelle Young. And the Instagram is Michelle Young 17. And she was a, you know, person that was in the military for many, many years. I saw it popped up my newsfeed that unfortunately there was, uh, you know, they have passed. I don't want to go too deep into details about that. But I definitely want to say rest in peace to the Michelle Young family. And it's it's really sad because, you know, unfortunately, they they did give up. And that's, you know, you'll have to kind of check into that. But in life, don't give up, folks. Don't give up. Don't let somebody who's negativity or try to bring you down. 
positive, stay positive in life because you just never know in life what life has. Like today, I didn't, I didn't realize that, you know, Kurt was going to be asked me to be his co-host. I was, you know, you just never know what great things could happen to you in life. If you just make it to the next day and you keep moving forward and keep going forward, you're always going to have, no matter how nice you are, you're always going to have negative people. That's just part of how life is. You just learn how to deal with it and move forward. I definitely, you know, want to say my condolences to the Michelle Young family. It's really sad. She's a mother, soldier, and you check out a page, Michelle Young, 17, you can pretty much figure out from there what has transpired. But definitely wanted to say that, you know, I did, I did see the story. I did see the post and, and it popped up my newsfeed. It was just sad to see. And if you do need help, definitely, and you're having mental health issues, feel free to reach out and call 988. That's a suicide and crisis line. I had walked and participated in two of them last year and this year. So this is something that, that hits hard to me, even if I don't even know the person. It's just I feel as if there's other options. But if it feels as if if it's life is getting too hard for you and you need some help, call that number 988. It can literally save your life. I, in fact, you know, I went to the walk. One of the girls that was up there said she was all the way in France and she called. She was having, you know, a moment. They talked her and helped her out. And she was there to tell the story to everyone else. Please call 988 if you are having tough times and you feel as if you need help. There's nothing wrong with saying you need help. We all need help at some point in our life to get past through some tough times. But try to stay positive and keep moving forward. That's what we're going to do here at the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. I definitely want to thank all of the fans of the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. I want to thank the callers, Diane and Lou. I want to thank Kurt from the UFL Fan Den. I want to thank all you guys for your support. It really means the world to us. You have no idea. And, you know, you guys keep me motivated. That's the, the great thing is you keep, you know, anytime something happens and, and I'm like, hey, where can I help out some more? A door will open. And it's all because of you guys. Uh, I really appreciate you. Definitely, if you need a songwriter, you need a song written, reach out to me. I'll connect you to Sam Scola. He might write your next song. So I appreciate Sam Scola out of Maine, who does all of our songs here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. So definitely, we're going to wrap up this night. Sorry about the beeping. Let me just turn that down. But yes, that is uh, definitely wanted to say thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. You guys are awesome. Definitely don't forget to subscribe to the Allen Office Sports Talk Show on YouTube and all social media platforms. And I look forward to being here at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, 8.30 p.m. CST Time, but also at 11, you will see me live on YouTube right there with the UFL Fan Dead. Yes, so definitely looking forward to seeing you guys at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time Zone, 10 o'clock CST on the UFL Fan Dead. So you'll see me two times on Friday, both in the morning and at night. So 
that's exciting and that's a blessing may god bless you guys have a great night we're going to end here at the allen alfred sports talk show be blessed be well have a fantastic weekend until we see each other again take care for now all right guys It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.